The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for parental guidance. Hi, this is William J. Meyer. I wrote and produced the transposition of Chloe Bronte. I call this audio drama a lo-fi, sci-fi, sorta rom-com. I don't know. Those clouds... It's not going to... Over there! Look at the bridge! (laughs) 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 It's about Chloe and Max a young college couple whose relationship is strained when they move in together, and Chloe's sleep paralysis appears to open a portal to another dimension. You're about to hear the first episode called The Weird Thing. Between awake and asleep lurks the hypnagogic mind. We visit Chloe and Max in their tiny, dingy apartment. Uh, It's really a converted attic. And Chloe suffers an intense headache in the middle of the night. As she witnesses the manifestation of an eerie sliver of light and a weird thing. Not of this world. I wrote the series in part about my own experiences with sleep paralysis, although my visitor has yet to speak with me. You can learn more about the cast and crew on the show's website, chloebronte.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope you like it. When I was in grade school, I told the other kids I was an alien from another world. Not once, not twice. I told them all the time. Lunch, recess, gym class, on the potty. I told them so hard that I almost believed it myself. I'm still thinking about it. What? 20 years later? Because if it were true, if I was actually an alien, it would explain so much. So much. Or at least give my life some context, you know? 
And wouldn't that be great? Context. But I'm me, not an alien. Am I? Transposition Music This form of transposition is the process of shifting musical notes down in pitch or up in pitch, shifting a melody, a progression, or an entire musical piece to another key. Some music transposition is written, other times at sight. In this case, music is read in one key, but played in another. The Transposition of Chloe Bronte Episode 1, The Weird Thing just knew it. You would break up with me, wouldn't you? If I was an alien? Yep. <coughs> Ow! Ding dong! Pizza's here! Chloe and Max met the summer before their freshman year. Once their classes started, their relationship quickly fell into a pattern. Meet for breakfast, separate for classes. Meet for lunch, separate for classes. Meet for dinner, go for a walk. Study at the library. Meet for breakfast. And so on. How was work today? Fine. Level one. Heart attack, I think they said. Hmm. Forgot to write the name down. Mm. Hey, let's rent a boat right now. Go out on the lake or down to the river. Hmm. To the dance masquerade and cause some trouble. I think it starts in an hour. What kind of trouble? Old school trouble, like knocking people in the head with guitars, good-natured fisticuffs, like Roman Holiday. <laughs> All that costs money. And bonking folks on the noggin with stringed musical instruments. Mm, yeah, somewhat less than nice. You make good points. 
Max took his hybrid bicycle with him wherever he went. When no one was looking, he talked to it, pet it, smiled at it. Mm. Sturdier than a road bike, more agile than a mountain bike, the hybrid was Max's choice for the city's upcoming triathlon. Straight handlebars, mid-sized tires, smooth gears, and a lighter frame. Max painted flames on the top tube, but he should have used decals. The paint easily peeled off when that first harsh autumnal gale struck their small Midwest town. So, do you carry the bike on your back when you do the swimming part? I think it's open to interpretation. Max. Max. Hmm? Do you forgive me for last year? In the past. Yeah. Like most things. Yeah. Saved the dome. Got the bike back. Easy peasy. All set. Yeah. This year I... Well. The past. For sure. (laughs) Absolutely. The past. Hmm? Look at all these cars. The people in them. Driving on by, no clue about us. And us? No clue about them. Zero clues. We're all unconnected. Sunder? Yeah, Sonder. Sunder. Or maybe I'm just walking in place, and the rest of you are moving by, like on a sheet, someone turning a crank. Yeah, probably. How about we go down that path? On the right. Into the park, pet some dogs, start to circle back. Alright. Well, you'll be happy to know, I... I hate the past too. Oh. So we can hate it together. Um... Don't know about hate. Let's say disappointment. But didn't you ever want to prevent, change what somebody did? Mm. How they hurt you? Mm. So you didn't have to carry it? Mm. Could lay it down, down into the earth to rest. Even before you ever had to pick it up. Hmm, but I think that makes a contradiction. What contradiction? The notion of free will. Whose free will? Yours, and the person who hurt you. Max was a philosophy student. Uh Uh-huh. Because with the option of choice removed, neither life would be up to the one living it. They couldn't choose to hurt, and you would no longer be able to choose how to respond to the hurt. But- If you got rid of it before it happened. But I'm the one changing it. Yes, true, you might save yourself that particular pain, but, well, you'd be taking the choices of the past away, determining the future. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That contradicts the freedom to decide. Then maybe there is no such thing. Huh? You know? 
Maybe free will is... Wait, you're willing to give up the very... <laughs> but, but, without it being possible for someone to... For someone to do the action and possible for them all right, to all right. not do the action? You've eliminated... Th- all right, all right, chill. You can't be mad at me for something that will never happen. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm ever going to have that opportunity. And at that moment, Chloe wondered what multitude of circumstances could conspire to make it a genuine possibility. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Sorry, sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is I don't hate the past, all right? No worries. And I wouldn't change anything for me or them. But I do dwell on it. Uh-huh. I'm comfortable with that. Can't keep my mind here and now. <laughs> I dwell. I'll hate the past by myself then. Chloe and Max rented a zero-room apartment two blocks from the river. It was really an attic converted into a living space, the attic of a home built in the 50s. The apartment consisted of one nook for eating. Mmm. Mm. so good. so good. One nook for watching television. Come on! Get him! Murderize him! And one nook for sleeping. The bathroom facilities, squeezed between the television nook and the sleeping nook, had a door that would not close, thus exposing the occupant to anyone else who might currently be in the apartment. The shower in the bathroom facilities could only service three quarters of a human being and had no door whatsoever. When Max showered, Chloe would stand outside the glass booth, shielding the remainder of the bathroom and the sleeping nook from spillage. Likewise, when Chloe showered, Max would do the same. However, he was less effective at shielding the small space from the spray. And so, inevitably, Max would spend an hour or so afterwards soaking the water off the floor to prevent it from flowing into their mattress, which lay unprotected in the sleeping nook. Earlier this morning, Max had not been very thorough. And so the foot of the mattress remained moist. This particular evening started the second month of Chloe and Max living together. Long day tomorrow. I think I need to take the bike into the shop. Am I right today? The bottom of the mattress is moist. The 
bottom. Where my feet go? I am aware. Then why did you ask? Strictly speaking, the bottom is the length of the mattress under us. It's in direct contact with the floor. What you really mean is the end. (laughs) The end of the mattress is moist. No. What I really mean is you're a weasel. Huh. How? Another headache? Oh my good needle. What kind of needle? <sighs> a thin needle? Like you poke into those pliable sewing tomatoes. The crochet needle, Max. A big, fat, giant crochet needle. And it's in my brain. Can I... Can I do something? No. Well, maybe you shouldn't have hit me. That's... A fanciful association. together. We're sweating. How long? How would I know? How long, Max? One year. Mm-hmm. Seven months. Uh-huh. One week. Right. Five days. Yeah. Four hours, two minutes. Okay. And 23 seconds. And all that time, I never heard you say it. Sure. Sure. Sure I did. No, you didn't. I must have. No. How could that happen? You tell me. You're the one that didn't say it. So? Well, I can't say it now. No? You wouldn't believe me. That's true. Chloe frequently went to sleep listening to a song. She let it seep deep into her mind. What song? Her favorite song. Grown 
You want me to turn it off? No. 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 Didn't you hear that? Mm, your song. It's awesome, I swear. But, but did you hear it get messed up? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I never liked it. Fine. I admit that. It's not what I mean. 
threw my boot at it and then it, it vanished. You threw your boot at a song? No. No, at the wall. At the wall, right there. See? It's a nice wall. There's nothing there. You're confusing me. It's just a wall. Exactly. All right then. Good night. Max. Max? The thing was in the air near the wall. No, no. No, coming out of the wall. Your boot. No. The... The weird thing? Not a weird thing. It was... Big. Big as a dog. A dog's big. Big as a, a small dog. Papillon? No. Oh, yeah. A beagle? Papillons are cute. Ears like a butterfly. Oh. Max. There's a moth uh, in Australia as big as a kitten. It had six, no, eight legs. N nine legs, max. Maybe ten? All wiggling. Max, what do you call that, you know, uh... No, don't do that. That's yuck. Ugh. Celia, is that what you mean? Y yeah, Max, like, like Celia. Gross. No. Ugh. But I could kind of see through it. And it was swimming slow. Slow, Max. Out of the wall. Just there. Okay, okay. Look. Hmm? Uh huh. Just close your eyes. <sighs> and go to sleep. Max. And go to sleep. Max. And in Max. six hours, Max. wake up and everything will be fine. Max. You'll see. Or I'll wake up with an alien beagle on my face. Mm-hmm. Chloe watched the wall until 3.30 a.m. Then, despite the depth of her anxiety, she let her eyes droop and her mind dulled. She fell asleep, arms crossed, her head on her shoulder. This resulted in a crick in her neck, one that would last most of the next day. 
At around 5.30 a.m., her body slid down, waking her. She opened her eyes to check for unwanted intruders, saw none, and went back to sleep. At 6.30 a.m., Chloe had a dream. A funeral in the rain. Some. A lot of milk, though. I'll eat a pear in traffic. Thanks. <sighs> We're out of TP, too. I'll grab <sighs> some from work. What happened to your neck? Slept funny. Like a comedian? Yes, Max, like a comedian. The eating nook consisted of an end table, which Max and Chloe used as their kitchen table. They sat on bar stools too high for this table, a choice which precipitated leaning forward while eating. Each morning they doubled over, nearly in half, over a bowl of this or that whole grain cereal. No, Max. Not like a comedian. I woke up on my face again. Well, I'm glad you're still with us. Max, this could be serious. I want to sleep on my back. Are you saying your back got fed up with the disrespect and flipped you over? No, Max. Don't you see? When the aliens put me back, they must have forgotten which side. Or you turned over. Why would I turn over? Why would aliens bring you back? I mean, abduct you, yeah, I can dig it. But surely they would keep you. Max. Because you're so pretty. I'm not dumb, Max. Honey, you probably turned over. Happens all the time. But in a bed our size? Bed. Not a bed. Someday, we'll have a bed. I promise. A real honest-to-queen-sized bed. Someday. Max, take out a calendar. What calendar? Any calendar. Paper, digital. Show me someday. <laughs> Every morning, Chloe watered a plant in the windowsill using a plastic pitcher, traditionally meant for Kool-Aid. She liked this plant. She liked it very much. Hmm. Chloe looked out the window. It was positioned where the ceiling tapered down, and because the apartment was built in an attic, the window was only as wide as a standard picture frame. Chloe decided a whole other world persisted outside the tiny window. 
Not an extension of their own, no, but one inside a giant terrarium. A terrarium so big, the objects were built at a one-to-one scale. Though the terrarium and its world existed just beyond the window, Chloe knew she would never reach it. The two worlds were forever separate. I better run. What happened to the alarm? Never went off. You won't be late, will you? No, you. Mm, They don't need me for another couple of hours. How come? They misplaced the body. How does that happen? Aliens? Not funny. The weird thing, Max. That's what zapped the clock. The weird thing. I think it's fried. Uh Uh-huh. I bet the water from the shower shorted it. All the way up the side of the mattress? Didn't go that far, Max. No. No, it was the weird thing. Maybe you kicked it. During a bad dream. It's next to my reading light, which is next to my head. Am I a pretzel? So you punched it then. Max, my boot went through the wall. What does that have to do with the radio? <sighs> You'll find the boot in the TV room, I'm sure. It's not... <sighs> Got a quarter? Sure, but... Oh... Chloe never actually swore, not out loud at any rate, but off-color words did cross her mind from time to time. On these occasions, she used a step stool to fetch a jar off the top of the refrigerator. The jar was marked Thought Swears. Instead of cursing, Chloe would open the jar and pay her self-inflicted fine. Though each rude word was assigned a specific value, the particulars will not be delineated here. You know, most of those coins are mine, yet all the thoughts wears belong to you. It's only right to pay for the ones you produce. (laughs) We could go for a walk after work, meet me at the bike shop. The leaves are turning. It's real pretty. (sighs) Clear your head? Sure. There. How do I look? (laughs) Delectable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tell you what, I'll bring home some garlic and we can string it up. For what? Keep the aliens away. That's for vampires. Oh. So should I bring home some garlic or? Fine. 
Max had five more days to register for that year's triathlon. Later. Chloe had a secret trapper keeper. She hid it in her backpack. On the cover, a neon shark guarded her private ruminations. The word no was written in lightning between the shark's teeth as an extra security measure. Past the snap button and its weighted flap were three plastic folders, green, blue, red, and beneath them, a black notebook. The ringed binder was old and damaged and due to break if dropped. When Chloe was alone, she would examine the first page of that concealed notebook again and again. She would trace her fingers over what was written there and she would knit her brow as if trying to decipher an alien language. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. I don't belong here. The truth of that statement was yet to be determined. You've been listening to Tanya Milojevic as Chloe, Christopher Cologne as Max, and Boyd Barrett as your narrator. The song Voices was written and performed by Anne-Marie June. Theme music by Catherine Seaton. My name is William J. Meyer, and I wrote and produced this audio drama. This episode's annotations are Annotation A, Sonder, and Annotation B, Would the existence of time travel negate the concept of free will? Explore more on our Twitter feed at TheHyperChloe. And enter the interstitial passageway at ChloeBronte.com. Thank you for listening.